Welcome to another delightful, delicious episode of Yummy Podcast, where we savor life's inspiring stories on a journey to help you find your ultimate, most meaningful yet. I'm Crystal Khalil. And I'm Dr. Nicola Beach. We invite you all to join us on this yummy journey. Yes. And as we ask our guests, we'll ask you, what yummy life awaits you? Who do we have with us today? Entrepreneur, mm. media personality, mm. voice to the T <laughs> to let you know what is going on. We love him. Activist. Activist. We love mm. him. Mm. Friend. We love him. Philanthropist. Son. We love him. Philanthropist. Gary with the T. Oh my God. I'm like, girl. How I didn't know. All, I'm like, I didn't know all that. But yeah. Yes. How y'all doing? How you doing, Chris? How you doing, Dr. Nicole? I'm good. Gary, we're so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here, honey. I am really glad to be here. Finally. Let me yes. tell you something. And and I told Gary this before we came on stage. The enemy tries so hard to keep us from talking with Gary. Yeah. We did a live on Gary's podcast. The technical, the computer wasn't working. Girl. The internet, it, we were freezing. All we could hear was eh, 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 eh. We tried, right. we the like, come on, Jesus. We need you I'm to gonna fix be this. I'm going to be honest, honey. I have a budget podcast, honey. Y'all got a good production. <laughs> But you know, have y'all ever experienced something where you know it's going to be good because the enemy tries so hard For to you keep to you from, from it? Yeah, mm -hmm. we I said, this has got to be amazing. And then we invite you to ours. You have trouble with your flight. We're like, come on now. Like, what's going on? What what's is going, going on? on? But you yeah. are here. You are here yeah. and I can't wait to see what you share with us. Well, oh, Lord, honey, I tell you what, though, honey, like I said, I'm glad to be here, first of all, honey. Mm -hmm. And you know, and it's amazing, though, how that happened, but I, and then when it was time to come, I'm like, hell, I'm tired. <laughs> but you know what I said, uh-uh. Satan get behind me. Yes, and yes, don't honey. push. Yes, and don't honey, push. Yes, don't. So I said I had to get here, and I'm here, and I'm glad to be here with y'all too. Well, honey. So this is it's a, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The best moments and the best surprises in my life that God has given me is when I pushed through Mm -hmm. Right? You had yeah. them times where you'd be like, oh, Lord, I'm tired. I don't want to go to this event. I don't want to do go yeah, to this. I don't have yeah. an outfit to wear and I got a closet full of clothes. Yes. But you're just like, honey, the hell. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, we are delighted that you're here. And we can't go any further until we share something that we do with everybody. Put your hand in front of your face like this, Gary. Now wiggle. We call it the wiggle. Wiggle, like wiggle it. it. Now wiggle you can it. take the mask off. And put it in your lap. Ooh. That mask of roles, expectations, mm. what yeah. people think. Because we want to hear what your soul has to oh. say. Does your soul yeah. have permission to speak? Yes, my soul has been redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> permission to speak. Now, Gary, do you need to do it one more time? Because sometimes we, we wear multiple masks. <laughs> we trying to trick yeah. folk. Come and on. we got to put it down. Come so y'all just really want me to tell them where I'm a drag queen. <laughs> tell them. <laughs> tell them what it is. I'm just <laughs> tell them <laughs> <a> confess. <laughs> tell them I'm a drag queen at night. We, we want your soul to have a platform. And we know this platform is not big enough. Yeah. Because you 
speak your mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm very tactful though, honey. I yeah. speak my mind, but you know, I try not to hurt feelings, honey, you know, because oh, there's yeah. a way, you know, some people speak their mind and just don't care. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, you gotta be kind of, you know, you gotta still be tact and have a little tact and be kind, Yeah. you know, with it. So, but yeah, yeah I speak my mind. Yeah. Well, Gary, <laughs> we, you know, we know that you're always sharing the tea, right? Yes. We wanna know who Gary is without the tea. Mm. Who is your yummy self? Now, yummy is our acronym for your ultimate, most meaningful yet. So who is Gary without the T? Mm, who is Gary? You know what, uh, Crystal, I am, to be honest with you, I am, I, you know, some people say what you see is what you get, mm-hmm. and that's me. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I'm a very kind person, a very nice person. I'm under the sign. I don't know if y'all go by Zodiac, which I don't, but people always bring it up, mm-hmm. cancer, oh. you know, June. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, I feel that I'm a caring person. I'm a very nice caring person. And you know, I like to put people ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And why do I do that? I often wonder. I mean, I, I often ask my psychiatrist why, mm-hmm. but, um, but I, you know, I always put people first. And I like treating people the way I want to be treated. But what I learned was when I was in a relationship, honey, Everybody don't want to be treated like you want to be treated. Ooh, we just that, had that conversation. I did not know that until I was going through a breakup. Wow. I didn't know that. When I was going through a breakup and, you know, and I was just, I'm like, well, why my friend don't want to do this and, you know, have this? I mean, I thought you wanted a better life, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, but then he didn't want that. Mm. And I wasn't upset about it, but I learned that everybody don't want to be treated the way you want to be treated. Well, what need were you trying to fulfill by treating him that way well, for I yourself, mean, an internal need. I mean, because I thought, you know, because we both were from different backgrounds, first of mm-hmm. all. And, you know, one thing I learned, I'll never forget what Oprah said one time, that um, everybody come from dysfunctional families. Mm-hmm. But I say, we, I may have come from a dysfunctional family, but his was a little bit more dysfunctional than mine. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, if I were to show him, you know, a better way of doing things and having things and, you know, just acquiring different things, that he probably would like that. But he was on drugs too, so mm-hmm. that, so that was really his drug life, because he wound up being a good person. Mm. And I thought with me sharing me with him and showing him that you know he could have good things that he would like it, but it's not that he didn't like it, but he didn't receive it well. So sis, as you're talking about a free mindset, yeah, you know it's opportunity for swag, swag, yummy check. swag. Our shirts today say free women. Free women. You get it? Free Free women. women. Free women. Women. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) Carry on. Continue. Continue. You can get your free women, free women t-shirt at crystalanddrnicole.com or you can check the show notes below to find the link. Mm. So we we talk about part of having a yummy life. mm is ensuring that those who have access to you have a level of responsibility for that access. Because people that don't have responsibility but have access tend to do what they want to do without any consideration for boundaries Mm -hmm. or any of the things that are really important. Mm -hmm. So how have you experience the conversation of boundaries for yourself. Uh, well, you know, Dr. Nicole, and that's something that I still haven't said. Mm. 
Mm. Because you know what I think? Because I, I, sometimes I look back at it, and I don't. It's not like you know, lack of a better word. You say, I blame my parents because of this. Mm. Because I was raised, you know, you're supposed to be nice to people, treat people yeah. nice. Oh, mm. you put people first, and you know, you don't do, you don't do that and stuff. And you don't set those boundaries. But now I'm seeing more of that as an adult, especially with my um, my um, colleagues and stuff. That you know, they kind of have these boundaries set. Because I felt if I set a boundary, oh, you are gonna think you're all that. Mm. You know how we do. Mm. Oh, you think you're all that. Mm. And so, so I just pull back, and I just kind of, you know, to an extent, let people run over me or run yeah. on and stuff like that. But now, I, you know, the older I get, I'm, you know, getting more wiser about it. I'm like, uh-uh. Because I done lost a lot of friends, but I said, uh-uh. Because, for instance, I have friends that come visit me from my hometown because I'm from Texas. Well, I had a friend that came, and I was doing something that weekend. So I said, well, I can't get with y'all right then, but I'll get with y'all later on. Mm-hmm. Well, honey, they said, oh, we'll fix your ass up. Mm. So when they came to town, they didn't even call me. Oh, wow. Now, I talked oh, to wow. them the day before. They didn't call me when they got to town, and they said, if you're going to find out what we did, you're going to find it out on Facebook like everybody else have to find oh, out. Wow. Oh, wow. And we hadn't talked now in like a year and a half now. But Because wow. I just said those brownies, I was so busy rolling out the red carpet to them. I wrote it out to all my friends. Mm-hmm. When my friends come to town to visit me from Texas, I make sure, honey, they have a good time. Mm-hmm. I make sure they meet a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I make sure, you know, we do something because you're not going to do that in yeah. my hometown, I'm from the country. So yeah. you would never get this yeah. opportunity. But people take advantage of you, and then you sitting there like, I don't believe this happened, but it did happen, and that made me realize that, okay, honey, I'm gonna fix y'all, I have to set boundaries, but I'm just implementing it slowly. Mm. And I'm cutting friends out slowly, Ooh. so. Hmm. You know, we talk with our tribe often about the things that we inherit from our parents and our circle of influence. You mm-hmm. know, um, scientists say our belief system is is set by the age of six years old. Really? Yeah, we receive from the our circle of influence, church, our family, the, the community, school. the school, where we live, right? The things that we're told that's gonna make us a good girl, a good boy, right? The affirmations we receive. And so a lot of those things you said, are passed down to us, right? That you gotta, you gotta people please, you gotta make mm-hmm. other people happy. And so we spend our life overdoing, over uh, compensating, uh, compensating manipulating. manipulating, trying to get people's love, trying to gain their affirmation. And at the end of the day, it depletes us. It yeah. leaves us overwhelmed, it leaves us exhausted. And when we do, our work and we say, okay, I'm gonna put boundaries in place. Then you really see what negotiated agreements you have with the people. Yeah, exactly. Cause all of the good you've done over yeah. the years, that one moment. One moment. Yeah. And honey, everybody just like, forgot all the good you did. Which my yeah. mama's always told me, she said, people like you as far as they can see you. So when you go around the corner, you can't see me no more. Say something what you like me. Mm. So I learned, you know, that it's, it's a sad situation. Well, Nicole's know. mom, what was that one that your mother said about the friends and foes? Yeah, your friends are your friends until they know. For whenever your friends become your foe all over the world, your secrets shall go. That's right. Woo. Oh, yes, honey. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and when she said that to me, um, her experience was that of a lot of betrayal. So she thought she was protecting me mm-hmm. and giving me some insight to make sure I don't connect too much with people, I don't put myself out there, mm-hmm. all of those things. But I realized as an adult, it was in part 
because she didn't know how to show me how to be loved without some of those dangers being prominent and prevalent in mm -hmm. every relationship. So for example, we talk about trust, Gary, and we talk about, you know, most of us, we learned how to trust by folks saying, I trust you mm -hmm. until you give me reason not to. Mm -hmm. That's the worst. You start out with a hundred and deplete. Right. As they <laughs> That's the worst way to trust a person. Instead of saying, let me see what your worthiness of trust is and what I want to trust you with. Yeah. Then we let them that. drive our car and don't even know if they have a license. Yeah, that well, part. honey, I did that. Let my coworker drive my car until they came back on a tow truck. But, honey, it's just, yeah. I, I, it's, I have a trust. I don't like to say I have a trust issue, but I do have a trust issue. Mm -hmm. It's so hard for me to trust. Mm. You know, and I was told, you know, a friend of mine told me, she said, I always say, but Gary, did you ever make bad grades in school? I'm like, yeah. She said, didn't you go back to make them better? I was like, yeah. She said, okay. The same thing. I'm like, huh? But I. With a qualified teacher. Nah. With a qualified <laughs> but thank you. teacher. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we're saying. Yeah. People think they have trust issues. They just trusted people who shouldn't have been trusted. Because they had with no that. evidence. They had no <laughs> evidence that they could be trusted with that. With that. But like you said, that's what we were taught. And you just think this. Because I'm like, I just. If you say one thing to me out of context, I don't trust you no more. And I feel bad about it, mm -hmm. but I didn't ask you for that lie. I didn't ask you for that lie. <laughs> it was a voluntary yeah, lie. Yeah, I didn't oh, ask you for that lie. You a voluntary so, lie. So, so you just say one thing, you lie to me just one thing, you know, just something small, why? Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for that. Mm -hmm. So it says now it's hard for me to trust you because why did you have to do that? You didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. so. Sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's subconscious. Cause you know what we, we mm -hmm. talk about people having challenges being authentic. Yeah. Now, yeah. when we see you, Gary, and you are giving us the tea, we are like, you getting it right off of the dome. You getting it right Uncle off Gary. of- Uncle <laughs> Gary. Uncle Gary is giving you the real, mm -hmm. right? But people struggle with being authentic. Yeah. Honey, I what work with people like, like that. for you? Well, mm -hmm. I, I have a problem. Now, I know everybody can't just come out and just put everything out there. I'm not asking you to yeah. just tell me everything, all mm -hmm. your business, but damn, mm -hmm. I work with people like that. I'm just like, why? Mm -hmm. I mean, why, you know, cause I'm like on the shows that I do, I am mean. You could throw all the mud at me, everything at me, honey, and I, it'll just roll off me cause it doesn't bother me cause I know who I am. Yeah. But I have people that I work with just cannot take it. They mm -hmm. cannot deal with it. I'm like, why? And I think maybe, I think maybe too, Maybe because I was and, and still go to a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. a therapist. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I could deal with it. Because it took me a while, and I've been seeing my therapist for what over twenty years. Mm. So I could, you know, well, I could take the stuff. It don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. People will hear you say that and think about, well, what's wrong with him? Why he need a therapist for twenty years? I'm bipolar, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've been taking lithium for almost thirty. Wow. So you know, I mean. I, when I when I was well, in high school, I had a, well, I see it's an episode, then we didn't know what it was at the right. time, but I had an episode and I'll never forget, I went to the um, to the um, cafeteria. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just taking cinnamon rolls and was just eating them. So they didn't know what was going on. So the nurse called my dad at work and my daddy came to get me. 
They thought I was on drugs. Mm. They thought, you know what they said, are you smoking weed? I'm like, no. So nevertheless, you know, we went to the doctor, you know, I'm just skipping over a lot mm -hmm. of it, but they took me to the doctor. The doctor said I needed glasses. The glasses That's were making why you eat cinnamon rolls. But doctor said, one doctor said I needed glasses and one doctor <laughs> said I had hypoglycemia. Um. Mm. Cause you know, I get the, with the hypoglycemia, that's kind of all deal along the lines with that stuff with yeah, the, right. bipolar, the chemical imbalance. But nevertheless, so I went through that phase, and then I um I never get um I went through my senior year, and I moved to Houston. And um in Houston, was it Houston or was it Dallas? It was Houston. I um later on in life, I had another episode. My friends found me wrapped up in a blanket in the ball in my apartment. Mm. And because they hadn't heard from me like a day or so. So they got me out, the apartment manager came and got me out the apartment. They, they took me to the hospital. When I got to the hospital and when I woke up, I was on the psychiatric floor. Wow. They had me on the psychiatric floor. Mm. So I stayed there and, you know, the doctor came, diagnosed and whatever and stuff. And they said, you know, it was bipolar, it was chemical imbalance. That's what mm. they called it, bipolar. So, um, we went through that phase, so my parents came up to visit me, you know, to see me because my parents live in Port Arthur, Texas. So when the doctor um, talked to my parents and with me, we had a meeting. So he told my parents, which was good for me, he told my parents that, that he thought that I wanted to tell them I was gay. I'm like, I didn't want to tell them that, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> was it so, okay? <laughs> so they told the doctor, the doctor told my parents, and it helped me out so much because with that helping me, with them, at least with him telling them that, yeah. that helped me out so much because my dad said, well, you know, I got seven sons. He said, um, I don't care for the lifestyle, but I love them all the same. Oh, and my mom and they said, and honey, that just freed me. Oh, wow. That's how I was able to be me. And I know I'm jumping around, so, but I think that's one of the reasons that with my parents accepting me, that's what made me where I'm at today, because I, I could be me. And that's why a lot of kids today, yeah. some of them commit suicide, they do all yeah. kinds of drugs and do all kinds of stuff because they're not accepted. My parents accepted me, so that helped me out tremendously. That's yummy, wow, and that's me. beautiful because, you know, we often talk about how the enemy whoops our tail in silence, mm -hmm. right? When it's just us and we're trying to hold it in and deal with it inside, yeah. that's where you have the most opportunity for depression and like you said, suicide and mm -hmm. all overwhelm and all those things. So what you're saying is the doctor freed you. He freed me, yes he did because I don't know how I would have told him. I don't know how I would have told my parents that, you know, so that helped me out so much. And that's what, you know, and, I, and I tell people all the time that, like I said, it got me where I'm at today, honey. That's why I'm able to do, ooh, the mic, <laughs> why I'm able to do my radio and TV career and just be me. The truth and, shall yeah, set exactly. you free. You know, I have, mm. I don't have to hide behind nothing. I got to try to play like, oh, I'm, rah, 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 and I'm yeah. not, that's not who I am, you know? Isn't it, isn't it yummy um, to feel a sense of freedom? Like mm. you're not living to the beat of everybody else's drum because everybody's got a drum yeah. and everybody beats at a different cadence and has mm. a different rhythm. Mm. Yeah. So when you're just beating, moving to the beat of your own drum, mm -hmm. whatever sound you make, however you are moving to that beat mm -hmm. is very different than the chaos of trying to do what everybody wants oh, you to do. Oh, yes. That's why I say I love it. That's why I say I could just be me. And, you know, and the thing is, though, too, and I mean, because we're in a different society now with, you know, lifestyles and the LGBTQ and, and everything like that. But my thing is, though, and I don't 
my psychiatrist always tell me, you're different. You're a different mm -hmm. gay. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> because, the thing, because with me, I don't do a lot of the things they do. I don't, you know, people do. And I don't, like, say for my parents, my parents never see me in a relationship. They oh, never, wow. I have never brought a man home. Never. And, and, and my brothers have never seen me with a guy. And I never even talk about it with them. Really? That's just me because I was raised to respect myself and I respect my parents. Mm -hmm. You know, even though me and my parents, my, my dad is deceased now, but my mom and I, you know, honey, we live next door to each other. But wow. I just don't believe, that's just you me. You all I live just next door to each yeah, other and my, she's never met a Because I don't bring guys home. I don't. Mm. Because I mean, and this I know y'all this might sound crazy. I know I may be going all over the place. But I mean, for me, one of the reasons why I never brought anybody home because my thing is, in certain lifestyles, even during heterosexual lifestyles, too, you know, you switch mates. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do all that bringing a different guy home every day. Oh, this is my friend. Oh, this Leroy, this child, this Bucky. Mm -hmm. No. Did you say <laughs> Bucky? <laughs> so, Bucky. So, so I'm not doing all that. So until mm. I feel, and I haven't found, you know, just a good person yet, you know, I'm not going to do all that. Mm. You're not going to be exposed. It's just like, and I mean, this may sound crazy, it's just like a relationship, say, but I know a certain celebrity who um, dated guys, and this is a woman, she dated guys, or you date these people and you're in a lifestyle, a certain lifestyle, and then they want to be a star. Um, your ass was picking up trash, stay doing that. I'm the star, you pick up your trash, Dad. but we can still be together. Mm -hmm. You see, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to sit here and do that and um, make you the star mm -hmm. or what have you, and then you put me down or whatever. You know what I'm saying? People. Mm -hmm. Try to make, um, maximize you or minimize you minimize at least. You. Mm -hmm. you know, so put, until I get to where I want to be and think I got somebody that's more equal to me, I'll expose you. But not no. Mm. So this this life that you're living from a professional standpoint, you know, being on television mm. and being on the radio and all of the things that you've done have made you very public from the standpoint that we hear the tea and we think for sure we know you mm -hmm. we think we know what you're going to say we mm -hmm. think we know what you're going to do but behind the persona and behind your career mm -hmm. you are a black male of a mm -hmm. certain age who's lived a full life mm -hmm. at this point in your life when we say your ultimate most meaningful yet what is that for Gary? What what does that mean for you? My ultimate, my ultimate most meaning yet. Meaningful mm -hmm. yet. Because we do a lot mm -hmm. of good things, right? But what is yeah. your ultimate most meaningful yet? Well, I mean, out of relationship wise, taking care of my mom. Mm. You know, a friend of mine told me, she said, you know what, Gary, after your daddy died, he's like, you just stepped in and took off where he left. Mm. You know, I mean, before my parents died, I went to them. I said, well, y'all want me to buy y'all a house? Hmm. Which my friend, we had a house. My dad was a mortician. And, you know, we lived a decent life, a good life. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to do that for them. So my dad said, oh, no, he heaved it hard because he knew I didn't have to break down and all mm -hmm. this stuff. He felt like, oh, we don't kind of put that on. Yeah. So I said, okay. So, but anyway, I bought him a vehicle. But after my, uh, after he died, I went to my mama. I said, well, do you want a house? Mm -hmm. She said, well, if you're going to buy it, I'll take it. Mm. So, I mean, she went look for a house. She found a house that she liked, and I bought it. 
I had it financed for 30 years. I paid it off in three. Oh, right now. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Yes. The doctor that lived next door to her where she lived, he died, and I bought his house for me. Wow. wow. So, so that you guys can so we live next to each other. I celebrate that. Yeah, that's, so. that's pretty awesome. Hi, I'm Crystal Khalil. And I'm Dr. Nicole LaBeach. Are you the woman that is serving everyone else? You know, you're the one that everybody calls when they have an issue. You're serving in the community, at work, at home, but you're not quite sure who's there for you. Listen, if you know that there's more, you've been feeling that, and you wanna move into your next with purpose, you need to join us at Woman Unlimited Live. We help high-achieving women like yourself unbind and unleash their unlimited potential. So this is your time, and we look forward to seeing you. See you soon. See you soon. You know, I, I'm curious about something, Gary. We talk it, uh, to the our tribe, the ladies in our tribe, about the roles we play as children, mm -hmm. right? And there's four roles we typically play. Yeah. The brilliant one, the one that's got good grades, or they're the, the sports star, or they, they're being affirmed for what they can do, a high achievement. Or the caretaker that's looking out for everybody else, taking care of their siblings, taking care of parents, putting themselves, you know, second. They're, mm -hmm. they're the selfless ones or the sickly one that is always, you know, they need somebody to take care of them. They either have physical, mental, or they just, you know, they just are needy mm -hmm. in certain ways or the destructive one. Oh. They get attention because in trouble. they are always in trouble. They're the ones the teacher's calling about, right? Yeah. Which one were you as a child and how is that showing up for you today? Oh, which one was I as a child? I was, I guess, the one that always took care of. You were the caretaker. Yeah, I was the caretaker. You know, but it's funny. I think I'm not, well, as an adult, I could have had duo roles. The caretaker and the sickly one, uh -huh. maybe. And, then, and yeah. they do morph into... Yeah. Yeah. Which, because, um, you know, I had cancer. I went through cancer, mm -hmm. through colon cancer. I went through that mm -hmm. deal. And um, I, um, but my mom, you know, she came and, you know, took care of me, helped me out, so like that. But I didn't wallow in that, mm. you know. I didn't wallow in it. I mean, I went through it and... Came straight through, but but as a child, I was I guess I was that one, honey. And I, I didn't. I told you to have the one about the one that talked too much in school, because <laughs> that's all I did. My report because they talked too much in class, <laughs> so I guess that talking paid off. I would have never thought exactly. You know? But um, yeah. So, but I was more the one that you know, because I never get when I didn't even have any money, which I still don't have none. Mm -hmm. But um, I always would give to my parents because you know that's just how we were raised. Mm -hmm. You know, like me and my brother used to cut yards, and my uncle had a, a landscape um, business. And honey, we used to give $25 a week to the house. Mm -hmm. That's what my mama had us doing. And when I, as I got older and started making my own little money and stuff, and I would always give them a little money on my income tax check. Mm. I, I was always that way, I, I, you know, and I'm still that way today with her. And so sometimes I get mad, but um, I'm like, you got four more other sons. Hell, they, they do <laughs> something. But my other brothers are married. Mm. You see, so they got wives, and you know them wives don't play that, honey. Look, your mama got away, but um, I just <laughs> man. Wow. But it sounds like you were like that with your friends and family too. That's yeah. the problem. I'm like that, but you know what, Crystal? I don't. 
And I'm like that, my friend, because I feel, I don't know why, I, and I never just go off and say it like, oh, I just feel I'm just so blessed. I never just go out and say that, but I know deep down, you know, I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a problem with helping because I have resources. I know how to get stuff, you know, and share with them and stuff like that. So I don't have a problem doing it. How do you, how do you bounce back? Mm -hmm. Because some of the things that you've mentioned, cancer, mm -hmm. bipolar disorder, Relationship with somebody relationship on drugs. With somebody on drugs. Yeah. I, I mean, those are things that for most people, it's, it's going to take you out for a season or it's going to really wrestle you as it relates to your faith, your values, what you believe, all mm -hmm. of the above. How have you gone through those things and bounced back to be to the point where you're still standing? It's the therapy. It's me yeah. going through therapy, honey. That made me stronger, along with my faith, yeah. honey. That that made me strong. I just, you know, I don't let stuff get to me like that. And you would think that, you know, I would. And it's funny when I have a friend, he went through cancer. He and I both were going through cancer at the same time. We were classmates. Mm. We were both from the same hometown and both wind up living here. Mm. And I mean, we would talk every day. When he was going through his chemo, I was getting out of mine. Or when he was going, yeah. I was getting out of mine, he was going through. So that helped me out a lot too, you know, to, you know, mm -hmm. I have somebody here to talk to. Cause yeah. I don't really have a lot of friends here. You know, I have a lot, you know, like they say, a lot of associates or what yeah. have you stuff, you know, people, you know, you talk to, but he's a real friend. Cause you know, we grew up together and we both happen to be here, but I, I just don't let stuff get to me. And I know it's mm. probably, you know, uh, like I said, we we're talking earlier about shopping. I just go shop. <laughs> Shop there, retail yeah, there. I just, I just go shop, girl, honey. I go buy me an outfit or something, honey. And this is the truth, y'all. Dr. McCoy, I feel bad, y'all. I go buy stuff and walk in the house and just drop it at the door. Mm -hmm. I feel bad, but that's what I do. It's, and then I, then I pick it up eventually and, you know, put it in a room or whatever. But I mean, it's a temporary fix. Yeah, it's a, yes. it's a temporary yeah. fix. Because, I mean, I, say I could be doing drugs, mm -hmm. running men, mm -hmm. or, or doing something, any other sort. So, my thing is shopping, whatever. Like they said, if you could afford it, mm -hmm. it's not that bad, I guess. So, but you, I want I want to talk a little bit about friendship. You, mm -hmm. you took the words right out of my mouth. Right? Mm -hmm. Because we know, you know, Facebook, great. Social media, mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. We utilize it. Yeah, we do. We are blessed by it. It gets a lot of people connected. No shade on that. But the word friend... Mm -hmm. has taken on such a different context than the yummy of friendship. Mm -hmm. When you talk about having a friend that knows your hometown, they they know who your neighbors were, they probably were your neighbors. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're going through cancer and they're lifting you up and you're lifting them up. That's a yummy friendship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people who really don't even see the value of it or they've not experienced the value of it. They're just seeking to be known, famous, recognized. When you say the value of, you mean the friendship. value of friendship? Oh, well, you know, I was just saying a friend in need is like a friend indeed. Right. And my thing is, I mean, I would love to have friends in the quote thing, but to me, a friend is a friend. Like I don't want to. If I don't talk to you every day, mm -hmm. I can pick up the phone and call you, and we just take off from where we left off at. And mm -hmm. you know me like I know you. Mm -hmm. To me, that's more of a friend. Not like you send the Facebook and all that good stuff, honey. I mean, you know, they say yes, your friends, honey, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think you know your true friends. 
I always say sometimes if I had just maybe two friends here from, from my hometown with me, like my friend Kenneth, you know, that's friends, that's good. Mm -hmm. But then some people say you have one friend that's more than enough. But I, it's just, I don't, I think we use friend in the wrong context, and, and that's the sad thing about it. But my friends always tell me, Shelly Garrett, mm. people, all these people that say they're your friends, honey, that's, they're your friends now since you are Gary with the T. Shelly, because everybody mm. want to be associated with a winner. But, um, mm. well, you know, it is, this is such an interesting conversation because you've identified yourself as the caretaker, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when we meet the brilliant one or the caretaker, the question is who takes care of you, mm -hmm. right? And who is there for you without the things that you can do? Not just for what Gary can do, mm -hmm. but for Gary who Gary be. be. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and I promise you I ask that question all the time, but I just, you know, I just keep moving for the most part. Because mm. like they say sometimes the strong get weak and people don't realize that, hell, I have my weak moments too. But the sad thing about it is, if that's lack of a better word said, I just don't go to people too mm. much about it because you can't do nothing. For the most part, it's just hard. I mean, what can you do? I mean, if I mm. come to you, I mean, do you want to, if I tell you what's really going on with me, say when I was going through my cancer experience, I didn't call people. Now we talked about it on the radio and I talked about it on TV, but because what you gonna do for me i don't know maybe it might sound crazy but for me i don't want you coming around with all the, oh you the negative this and you always sad you're not sad because sometimes you're yeah, probably hoping i die so mm -hmm. that you know mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he's gone now girl no, we can go ahead on and live but uh, you know it's just i mean i i'm just not there yet I, because mm -hmm. i already know how people are mm -hmm. you know and and i know they got some real genuine people out there so but i don't this is how I live like this too, and this may be skipping the word up. If you do something for me, I'm gonna be damn sure to do something right back for you. And Ooh. I don't do a tit for tat, but I'm sorry. That's just how I am. Cause you are not going to say, you remember, cause you, I'm, I can't say this on y'all show, but how black people are, we remember winners. Remember when I gave you some water? Remember <laughs> when I told winners. you this Remember winners. Yeah, so, so you're not gonna do that with me. Ooh. You know what? It's so interesting because yes. brilliant caretaker into often create scenarios mm -hmm. where there aren't a lot of people that they can trust. Mm -hmm. There aren't a lot of people they can call friend and they don't realize that they're doing it. What they really think is all of the people that are around him, them have just shown up short and able to support them. When what we have figured out over the years is a lot of times we've dwarfed people we've made it difficult for them to even learn how to show up for us because oh, we're brilliant because, caretakers. Well, as oh. a caretaker, Gary, so I'm, I'm a brilliant one that turned into a caretaker mm -hmm. as I grew older, right? But as a caretaker, we look for people that need to be cared for. Well, but hell, I don't go out looking for them. Oh, but your actions, right? You just said energy is transferable. Energy is transferable. It's through your pores. You just said if you give me something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something, right? <laughs> and so we attract those that mm -hmm. need to be cared for when we're caretakers. We attract those that need to be cared for. And like Nicole said, you feel like they just show up, 
But no, they don't. You attract that energy because that's what affirms you. It's been affirming you since you were a little boy, taking care of people. As you took care of people as a little boy, they said, oh, Gary's so sweet. He's so nice. He's always looking out for (laughs) people. He is amazing. Well, I need to stop that then. (laughs) (laughs) As brilliant ones, we attract those that need to be fixed. Because we are achievers. We fix everything. I guess so. It's almost like a person that's attracting yourself. Well, how you stand with these damn broke men? <laughs> Pulling them in. Oh my God. Well, you using the bait yeah. that catches catfish, telling oh. everybody you're trying to catch a bass. And, oh. Ooh, oh. and you know what? Wait, can we take a swag break? Yeah. Swag break. So, Gary, we wear these t shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Mine says swag. feelings are not facts. And mine is the yummy. Oh. But that feelings so, are not facts. Feelings are not life. facts. Really? What does that say to you? Feelings are not. Oh, well, really difficult. I'm feelings are not a fact that is really true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what so, is it? so we had to figure out. We were saying, you know, I got a Rolodex, a phone full of people. Mm-hmm. But when I need something, who can I call? Mm-hmm. Everybody calls me. I got all these text messages. Mm-hmm. Everybody calls me to fix something, to do something. But when I need something, who do I call? Mm-hmm. We had to stop and say, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Only thing that's consistent in that conversation is you. If everybody is calling you for something, but there's nobody that you can call, what has happened where nobody has practice, muscle, in looking out for you? because you always got the muscle in looking out for everybody else. So when you need help, half of the time, you even call somebody and they're shaking because they're like, I don't know how to help you. Could yeah. I have crippled them? Yes, oh, and you have no practice in receiving. Well, but that, and I don't. Well, yeah. but that's the case, like we were saying earlier, so as, um, it was something I could say, as a uh, child and whatever, we was raised in, you know, help and do this and, and don't look at it about, you know, being all that like people would say you were mm-hmm. and stuff. So that mean not so that was something that happened and I need to mm. we gotta give people the opportunity to learn how to win with us. Cause we are winners to them. Yeah. Yeah. And we cheat them of the opportunity. We we the Hulk when it comes to taking care of folks. Well what we do then? We give them the opportunity to show up for us step by step. And build the muscle. And build that muscle with us. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Because we'll take it over in a heartbeat. Yes. Because by the time I show you how to do this, I can do it myself. Right. Right? And stop and say, you know what? If I want some people to be able to be there for me, I got to let them be there for me. Because if I don't let them be there for me when I really, really, really need them to be there yeah. for me, they won't know how. The reason I know how to be there for them is because I've got had a lot of practice. And that's the difference between walls and boundaries. That mm. part. Walls keep the bad things out, but it also keeps the good things out. Mm-hmm. Walls. 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 The walls mm. that say, People, what they gonna do for me? What they gonna do? They can't come over. What they? How they gonna help me? They can't kill me of cancer. Right. They can't reverse this diagnosis. Yeah. So stay on over there on the other side of the wall. <laughs> that part. Right. Instead of saying I need some support right now, but I don't need pity. 
Right. Exactly. So I, I can take some support. You can bring me some food. You can come sit with me. We can kiki and ha ha and have a good time. I just don't need your pity. Right? That's a boundary that says, I want to be in connection with you. I want to allow you to see me and serve me the way I see and serve you. But I'm not putting up a wall that keeps you over there and out of connection with me. Well, no. what about, you know, in the case too, where I'm always saying to, I don't, I don't want you to remind me, uh, you know, I don't want to be put on the thing where, you know, when you remember I did this for you, cause I don't do that. But, but people that are genuine mm -hmm. are able to mirror effectively what we're presenting to them. So if I show up in a kind and meaningful way with you, mm -hmm. they're able to show up in a kind and meaningful way with us. The challenge becomes when we've got such big muscles mm -hmm. in this area of taking care of everybody, folk that don't even need to be taken care of, we're like, what you need? Right. Yeah. What can I do for you? How can mm -hmm. I help you? How do you need me to serve you? We start the conversation. They haven't even asked for anything. Yeah. But we start with that because that's how we're affirmed. It's okay to say, you know what? In five years, mm -hmm. I want to be able to have a community of people mm -hmm. that are really down for me, that are good to me, they're good for me. It's not about the fame. It's not about the tea. It's just about Gary. And I'm reciprocal in their lives the same way. I want that in five years. That's the yummy right there, uh, Gary. Five so, years is a long time. What, right? a, you could have that. Building it. Yes. Right? Slowly. The, that's so the that yummy relationships. Folk are. Because you need to see them and they need to see you. If that's the goal, yeah. the yummy is taking the journey step by step. Where my first time needing you is not when I have a cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. My first time needing you is when I'm intentional about letting some people into my life because I know I want a yummy future in relationships, real relationships. Mm -hmm. So I start letting people into my life incrementally. I'm not taking them to the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking them to the Grammys. I'm not I'm introducing, not them, introducing to them to my mama. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing all of mm -hmm. that stuff that requires muscle. I'm saying, let's start this with a two pound weight. Then let's go to a five pound weight because my muscle can do 150 in this caretaking thing, but I don't even let you pick up two pounds. And then when I need you, everybody's got muscle atrophy. And, and you know, and that's funny you said it too. And that's kind of how it really was too with, um, when I was in that relationship. Because my friend, I was trying to do everything, you know, but like I said, the dysfunction. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm, you don't have to work right now. I'll work and mm -hmm. you just get yourself together mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then when we would go out to events and people would say, that Gary with a T. And he, it was like he would give me away, like, yeah, that's him and stuff like that. I'm like, why the hell would you do that? Mm -hmm. You know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But as the relationship was ending, you know, and he went to another relationship and started flourishing, mm -hmm. I said, you know what? So I guess it was immediate because he really wanted to be the man, but he couldn't be the man because I was doing everything. But I was being sympathetic with him. So, Hello. you know, and so that's interesting. I just think that is, it's funny. I guess maybe so, I, you know. That, Gary, we have had, this has been an amazing conversation. Yeah. And I truly believe it's going to bless some people. We knew coming in this was going to be really good. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's a lot of people struggling 
with people pleasing, struggling with being the caretaker and not having a circle of people that can support them. If you think about everything we've talked about during this episode, what would you say is the yummy that awaits Gary? You know, I think, you know, maybe I need to sit back and, you know, and just, and let people be themselves mm -hmm. instead of, you know, trying to just jump right and like you said, be the muscle, you know, all the time. Because I never thought of it like that, you know. But then I thought, like you said too, I'm like, I just go do it myself instead of waiting along. But sometimes, you know, you have to just let a person be who they are because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm just always like, I can handle it, mm -hmm. you know. You can yeah. handle it because you've had practice. Yeah. But to hear you say, maybe I just need to let them build some muscle. That's but you know, but the thing is though too, Dr. Nicole, but I'd be like, I think sometimes people may just be playing it out knowing that I'm going to do it. Absolutely. You know? So I would. I would too. Why, why think, am I going to pick up a 150 pound weight if you're going to pick it up? You know what? Now that bell is just ding, ding, ding. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. When we give them up, I heard a teacher say this once. She said, grit is an amazing skill. She said, and we have to recognize when we lower the bar, mm. we serve no one. Mm. No one gets served when we lower the bar because what I'm really saying is when I see you, I don't see any capacity. Mm. When mm. I see you, I don't see any future progress. So let me lower this bar and get it all the way down to the floor. So it's almost like so, an insult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it we is. We don't see it that way, <laughs> no. but it is. So and, you giving uh, the opportunity, you saying yeah. what I think might be ahead, yeah. is me giving some people just the opportunity to practice and lift some muscle. And I, and I learned too, you rob them of their blessing. Cause we exactly. know to give, right? Giving is its own reward. You yeah. always receive. But yeah. when we don't allow other people to serve us, we and rob them of their and blessing. And I've heard that so many times, and, and I'm trying to be better. They call it blocking their blessing. Yes. So I don't want to block people's blessing, but I just feel good doing it. Yeah. But I guess I need to just not Ooh. feel so good and just let people. So that you can have a community where all of you can feel good together. Because exactly. at some point, you you do sit there and say, hmm, ain't no fun unless the homies can get them some. All this right would then. be cool if I could have this moment in memory with somebody that was truly, genuinely mm. happy to have the moment in memory with me. Not mm. Dr. Nicole, mm. not Gary with the T, not mm. Crystal the expert, just Nicole. Yeah. Just Gary, just Crystal. Ooh. Those moments are yummy. Well, this Ooh. has been a fabulous episode of Yummy Podcast. Yes. Gary, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank so you welcome. for your authenticity. Yes. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for sharing your tea. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We that appreciate tea is honey with lemon juice. <laughs> with tea with lemon juice. So you guys keep following us. Thank you for watching. Yummy Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of a Yummy Podcast. We hope this fun episode was impactful, insightful, and as yummy as it gets. If you really want to live your ultimate, most meaningful yet, make sure to write us a review on your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share with a friend 
because they may be discovering their yummy too. Until our next episode, be sure to head over to crystallinedrnicole.com. Join our mailing list, connect on upcoming events, learn how to work with us, and get your yummy swag.